It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everyone, it's Ron Johnson. This is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. Today, I got Chuck Foreman joining me in the Hangout with Ron Johnson segment. Dalvin Cook just passed him, so we got to talk to him. He's a Purple Ring of Honor member. Got to see what he thinks about Dalvin Cook and his offense. But hey, people, Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, people are putting out stats of who should be MVP. Ten people were listed. None of them have the name of Kirk Cousins or Justin Jefferson. It's a travesty in my opinion, but we'll talk about that next on the Ron Johnson Show. Locked on Sports Minnesota Podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now the Ron Johnson Show. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. He's played with them, hung out with them, and grown up with all the big names in Minnesota sports. They're hanging out with Ron Johnson. It's the Ron Johnson Show on the Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast. And it starts now. Hey, everyone. Ron Johnson. Hope you guys had a great Christmas. I know I did. My kids got to open up all their gifts. Before I bring my producer, Sam Extraman, and see what he got for Christmas, did he get a long coal? Because I know Kirk Cousins, he's been a Kirk Cousins hater all year. Like, he hated for the half, first half of the year, he was hating on Kirk Cousins. So we got to see if, if Santa left a lump of coal and put him on the naughty list because the Vikings players had a naughty list. Funniest thing ever I've seen. And a lot of them put Troy Dye as on the naughty. I don't know what this dude does off the field or during practice to end up on the naughty list by a lot of teammates. I'm not talking about like two or three. I'm talking about like eight teammates put him on the naughty list. And so funny, Vikings did it. Sent, uh, Santa sent Troy Dye a cameo about hopefully he gets it together before Santa shows up. So funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. And Troy was so like, why am I on the naughty list? And I, I want to know, Troy, I don't know what you're doing, but Sam, I'm pretty sure Sam will be on the naughty list. If, if Locked On Sports Vikings uh, Twitter had a naughty list, I'm pretty sure Sam and Luke Braun would be on the naughty list. Probably Luke Braun a little bit higher than Sam Ekstrom. Uh, but before I bring my producer in, I just want to let you people know, the Vikings have two MVPs on their team. And it's Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson. I'm not going to even hold you up. But I'm going to talk about why. But before I do that, Make sure you understand Locked On Sports Minnesota is a proud partner with CARE 11. Check out care11.com backslash Locked On for links to every one of our Locked On shows and also people, Amazon Fire and the Roku app. You can download Locked On Sports Minnesota. And Sam, I got to bring Sam in. You were on the naughty list. You would be on Santa's naughty list. Like you would be on there because you 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 had some vitriol early in the season for no trust in Kirk Cousins. Yeah. But here's where I go with this, Sam. And I know you didn't get cold because, you know, your wife's not that mean. I should have sent her some cold though, put in your stocking uh, with a <laughs> note from Kirk Cousins saying, thanks for all your support, Sam. Uh, <laughs> maybe that'll be your 2023 Christmas gift mm -hmm. next year. Um, but, but when you think about this <laughs> yep. team, Sam, and you look at Kirk Cousins' stats, and, and here's where I go with this, and we can kind of talk about it. Kirk Cousins – season has been good but but here's where people don't understand the quarterback matters most in prime time because what does everybody say who has that clutch gene you know can he win big games and big moments in the fourth quarter Kirk Cousins is 65 percent completions almost 66 his 1283 yards is first his 12 touchdowns are first his 13 sacks are the third most so he's getting hit his 59 first downs are tied for the second most 
His 104.8 passer rating is fifth. Now, here's where it gets even crazier. His fourth quarter of the last four games, 126.3 passer rating. 126.3 passer rating. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's first. That's better than Tom Brady. That's better than Aaron Rodgers. It's better than Justin Herbert. But here, I'm going to drill down, Kurt, even. I'm going to drill it down. I'm going to go to the molecule of this. Fourth quarter, third down. That's the money down in the fourth quarter to stay on the field. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins is 30 for 39. That's almost 77%. 77% completions. 335 yards, that's third. His seven touchdowns on third down, that's first. His one interception, crazy. But here's where the pass rating gets even better. 130.9. That's first among active quarterbacks. Also, that 76.9% completions, that's first among active quarterbacks. Why I say active? Because Jimmy G is ahead of him, but Jimmy G isn't playing anymore, and that was early in the season. Kirk Cousins is a monster. Kirk Cousins is getting it done when it matters most. Kevin O'Connell said that, and that's, that's why I love that. He said, we got it done when we needed it. We weren't stopping them on, off, on, on their side of the ball a lot, but when we needed our defense, they stepped up. We weren't converting a lot on first and second down like I like to do, but when we needed it, we got it done. When you look at first and second down, this team is good. That's why these third downs have allowed Kirk Cousins to be so manageable. When you look at last week coming into this game, you look at first and second down. The Vikings, 214 first downs. That was fourth. That's on first and second. So that means they're really aggressive on first and second down, which means they're having manageable third downs. But Sam, when you look at those stats, and I'm not going to give you J.J. stats. I mean, if Kirk's doing that, you know J.J. in the fourth quarter. He's the second most targets. He has the second most receptions. He has the most yards, 467. He has 17 first downs, which is fourth. The last four games, his 10 first downs are first. His three touchdowns are first. His 218 yards are first. His 14 receptions are first. And his 18 targets are tied for first with Tyreek Hill. Justin Jefferson is killing in the fourth quarter as well, especially the last four. So I think both of them should be in this MVP conversation. The fact that he's heading towards 2,000 yards, the fact that Kirk Cousins could be the first quarterback to have a 2,000-yard receiver, that he might end up having the best. You only need 209 yards to have the best receiving season. That's why I hope he gets 209 against backers. Get it done in 16 games because then Calvin Johnson can say, well, hey, he did it in 17. But 209 against the Packers in that weather, that's going to be tough. But Adam Thielen's done it. But I don't know, Sam, what do you think about the MVP race between those two? <clears throat> so if we're just talking Vikings MVP, like let, let's let's just assume that they're not going to be the national MVP. It's going to go to Hertz or Mahomes. It's going to go to someone else. But within the Minnesota Vikings, we can have that conversation. Who's more valuable between the two of them? I think it's Justin Jefferson. I mean, I the Kirk Cousins, if he makes a lot of the throws he makes, they're not completed to any other receiver but Justin Jefferson. In fact, he doesn't make, he doesn't even attempt a lot of those throws if they're not sure. in Justin Jefferson's direction. Like, let's Facts. look at, let's look at what Justin Jefferson did in the fourth quarter on third down against the Giants. Yeah. Third and ten. In the red zone, up by one, late fourth quarter. Kirk drops back. There's a there's good coverage on Justin. Safety over the top. Two guys in the area. Kirk just puts it in a spot. And Jefferson goes and gets it for a touchdown. Then on the final drive, third and nine, zero blitz. Kirk blindly throws it to a spot. Justin Jefferson gets there. 
And they're good throws, don't get me wrong. But the trust he has because it's Justin Jefferson. And then third and 11, you got to have a first down to have a chance to win. Screen pass. They trust him with his legs. He almost broke it for a touchdown, Ron. And he put him in field goal position to win the game. I mean, Justin Jefferson is is the reason why those third down stats are what they are. And I think Kirk's done great things. He's been unbelievably clutch. But Justin is the trump card in all of those cases. He's the cheat code that gets them those conversions when they need them. So here's the odds for NFL MVP right now. And and they've gotten better. Because, again, people's lists don't matter to me. Well, they do matter. And this is why I hate the writers. And I hate, like, and I hate you die. Like, (laughs) hate, like, I hate the fact that this voting is given to just writers. Like, I, I feel like NFL MVP, and, and I saw Micah Parsons tweet this out, like, it's got to be some, some peer added to this. Like, it's got to be maybe 50% of their peers and then 50% media. Like, the fact that the media gets – same with the Heisman. Like, I feel like there has to be some kind of coach vote uh, or player vote or something with the Heisman and not just the writers. Uh, but different story. When you think about the writers – and you think about the NFL MVP odds, and this is week 17 now. So they have changed. They have changed. But week 17, Patrick Mahomes is plus five, is, uh, no, sorry, minus 500. So he's a runaway right now. He's a lock to win MVP because of any, I mean, honestly, let's be real. I mean, Kirk Cousins is the top five passer right now, and he's about 600 yards away from Pat Mahomes, or four, four I think four or 500 yards away from Pat Mahomes. He's at almost 4,800 yards already. So he's going to have a 5,000 yard season. So I get it. Like 5,000 yard season in the playoffs, potentially can go to the Super Bowl. I get it. I get it. So you got Pat Mahomes out there. You got Joe Burrow plus 700. You got Josh Allen plus 800. You got Jalen Hurts plus 1,000. You now have Justin Jefferson. And this is where it gets crazy. Jalen, so those four, we know Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow. Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts plus one thousand is the the best. It goes to Justin Jefferson. He's plus thirteen thousand people. Plus thirteen thousand. Those odds went from a thousand to thirteen thousand. That is crazy. And then after Justin Jefferson, you got Justin Herbert. Then you got Tyreek Hill. You do have Kirk Cousins now, people. So maybe they're listening to me on Locked On. They're, the odds <laughs> makers are listening. Kirk Cousins is now, and that's of the day. Kirk Cousins is not, and sorry, there's not writers though. This is just odds. Kirk Cousins is now plus 40,000 to win. I'm going to put it down. Like, I'm, I, I would bet on that. I would go to bet online and bet on Kirk Cousins. I mean, what's what's 50 bucks plus 40,000? My math, I, I'm going to do bad math. And if it's bad, you guys can tweet at it. But I think that's $20,000. If I put 50 down and I'm 40,000 yep. odds, $200,000, I'm putting 50 on Kirko. If I lose 50, okay, I put, I probably paid more. I probably spent more on lotto tickets when the jackpot was a billion dollars. So 50 bucks to Kirk Cousins to win 200 grand. I'm going to do it. Also, Justin Jefferson, $100 wins me 13,000. Wait, no, $100 wins me 130,000. Almost did bad math there again. But $100 on Justin Jefferson wins me 13,000 or $130,000. A dollar gets me 13,000. Why not go bet on Justin Jefferson? Because if he hits 2,000 yards, there's a chance people will just vote him in. So I'd say take those odds now. You got two games left. Justin Jefferson, 2,000 yards might creep into some of those people's ears. Like, wait, Pat Mahomes can win this in next year. He'll win this in the next three or four years. There'll never be another receiver to get this close again. Let's give it to Justin Jefferson. But Tyreek Hill is right there, too, at plus 25, uh, yeah, 25,000. 
But when you look at the odds, though, Sam, that's that's where I go with this. Like, you're right. Justin Jefferson is more valuable to the Vikings than Kirk Cousins. And I think their duo or duel important because this is where I go with that. Mm-hmm. If that's Nick Mullins, if that's Case Keenum, they're not making those throws that Kirk Cousins is making. If that's, I mean, shoot, if you put Baker Mayfield in this Vikings offense, he's not making those throws. You could put Russell Wilson in this Vikings offense. He's not making those throws. Like, I, I think that it is, it's a dual type of role right now with MVP. Like, you need me, I need you. Because you're starting to see that now, too. That's why I love when Kirk Cousins makes a bad throw. Justin Jefferson kind of gets pissed, but he's like, all right, I'm not going to blow up. Same with Kirk Cousins. He throws a ball when the receivers run the wrong route. He's like, ah, but he doesn't want to blow up. Like, they're buying into the culture. And I love that. They're buying into the culture of what this team is about. Collaboration, togetherness. Let's be in this together. We'll win these games. And and it's working. If Kevin O'Connell had preached all this collaboration and, and cohesiveness and team first and all that, and they were three and 12. Oh, all hell would break loose. You couldn't, mm-hmm. you could not sell that culture to, to, to any, you like, that's like going to like, that's like going to the igloos to, 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 to uh, some igloos or some people out in Alaska or wherever and trying to sell something, to keep them warm. If it's going to melt their house and not their real house, I know there's real houses in Alaska. I'm just saying like their fun house, they're out there on the ice, you know, deal. Uh, yeah. Like they're not going to buy that. You know, that's like trying to sell water to a whale who's on the beach. And he's like, look, I'd rather be beached at this point. Like, you couldn't sell water to a whale if your 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 culture was 3 and 12. Like, the whale would be like, man, I, I, I'll take my chances on the sand. Like, I, you can keep that. <laughs> keep that culture over there. <laughs> like, Kevin O'Connor walks up on the beach, and there's a beach whale, and he's like, he comes with a pail of water, and the water says Vikings culture. And the whale looks at it, it's like, oh, wait, you're 3 and 12. Keep that bucket over there. I'll wait for the next person. <laughs> it's like the Broncos <laughs> right now. Like Nathaniel Hackett was the first coach to be fired in his first season before the season was over. Like, and the Vikings almost had him. Like, we were so like, oh, man, I wish we could have gotten Nathaniel Hackett. I can't believe he went to the Broncos. Look at George Payton. He's still in because he's from the Vikings and he's stealing our people that we would want. Uh, we didn't want him. I don't think so. No, we didn't want. We, but we should have Russell Wilson over Kirk Cousins. I wish we had Russell Wilson. We'd be in the Super Bowl. Russell, mm, really? I don't. No, friend. Mm-mm. You don't want that. You don't want that, friend. Russell Wilson is doing TikToks. He is not watching film. He's more worried about Sierra and her TikToks and him being in the TikToks than studying film. Like, give me Kirk Cousins. Give me the dude that his wife dresses him every week. Like, I will take Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. So you can keep Russell Wilson. You can keep Nathaniel Hackett. Give me Kevin O'Connell and Kirk Cousins, and I'll go. I'll, I'll run through a brick wall for them. Because that culture works. You walk up with a twelve and three bucket of culture. You literally could sell water to a whale in the ocean. Like you could show up with a bucket, and he's already in the ocean, and he comes up, and you're like, "Hey, do you want more water? Here's a bucket of twelve and three water." And the whale's like, "Sure, take my money." You seen that meme? Like it's it worked. I don't know what it's gonna. Maybe it makes me swim faster. Maybe it makes me the greatest. Maybe it turns me from a regular shark or a whale to a great white shark. Like I don't know. Maybe it turns me to an orca. I I want your water though, Kevin O'Connell, because it works. It's twelve and three. But Kirk Cousins, Sam, as we talked about, you say Justin Jefferson is more important to the team as far as MVP of the team. Um, I think it's a dual type of role. 
at the end of the day, it's up to the people. So people, let us know what you think. Please like, comment, and share. Let us know. Who is more important to the Vikings? Is it Justin Jefferson or is it Kirk Cousins? I mean, I don't know. That's a great debate to have because that is, that's a tough one. We might have to dive into this on, on, on the round table on Friday. So not might have to. We will dive into this on the round table on Friday, people. So stick around for that. But I got Chuck Foreman coming up in the Hangover Ron Johnson segment. Looking forward to this one because this man, like I said, is a purple Ring of Honor member. He is one of the top five rushers in Vikings history. He was just passed by Dalvin Cook in Vikings history. And he knows a lot about football. He's from the U. So he knows that Miami background. We're going to talk to a little bit about that and KJ Osborne and what makes him so good. But before we do that, make sure you remember when you subscribe to Locked On Sports Minnesota, you are getting endless Vikings, uh, Vikings talk with local experts. Subscribe to the free Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast feed wherever you find your podcast and find our videos on Locked On Sports Minnesota's YouTube channel. And we have a word from our sponsors. BetOnline.net. Let's take a look at the latest odds this week. Of course, it's your number one source for sports wagering info. Vikings headed to Green Bay. Of course, the Packers are going to be favored. Minus three and a half in Green Bay for the Packers, who rattled off three in a row. Over under 47 and a half. That game 325 on Sunday. Get that line and plenty more at BetOnline.net. Also, all of your lines for bowl season and sports podcasts there as well. It's betonline.net. Get your sports wagering fix. Check it out. It's where the game starts. It's that time of the day we always get to hang out with Ron Johnson. I always like to bring a pivotal person on when it's the uh, hanging out with Ron Johnson segment. We had Chris Carter on when Justin Jefferson made a couple big catches. Uh, we've had Daryl Thompson on when Mo Ibrahim was breaking records in the University of Minnesota. Stick with the running backs. Feels like a good week for running backs because Dalvin Cook has now moved in the third place of all time for Vikings rushers. You got Adrian Peterson. You got Robert Smith. You had Chuck Foreman and then Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook just passed Chuck Foreman. Chuck Foreman still has him for career stats. But as far as Vikings history goes, and I know as an old guy who, who dealt with this with the Gophers as, as receivers, uh, I think I'm still number two, but as receivers pass me, uh, it, it, it's fun because you get to relive those days. People bring your name up. So I want to I want to thank Chuck Former for joining me in the Hang Around Johnson segment. Uh, Chuck, man, how you doing? Good. How about yourself? I'm cold, but you know how that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely cold in Minnesota, people. We are in Minneapolis, Minnesota. It is freezing cold. It was negative 10 at one point. I don't even yeah. I think today maybe it's in the four or five degrees, which actually feels like a heat uh, a heat wave uh, yeah. when you go from negative back to positive. But, Chuck, uh, you had a great career. Uh, you and I have done some things on TV yeah. for the Vikings as well, so I always enjoy kicking it with you. Uh, tell me a little bit about, though, like what, what, what are some when – you, when you go to games now, uh, mm -hmm. what is it like being back at the uh, games as, a, as an mm -hmm. alumni? Well, it's always good to come back and watch a game at it's especially at the new stadium. It's temperature temperature's always perfect. You know, we don't have but anyway, but it's uh you know, we got a, a lot it's it's an enjoyable um thing because we got a lot, I think a lot of fine players on our team. You know, we talk about Dalvin, we talk about Jefferson, Kirk, we got a lot of them. And so it's good to see them, especially this year, out there uh, doing what they need to do to to get themselves in, the, in a good position for the playoffs. Yeah, and when, when you talk about the playoffs, uh, let, let's get with the running backs first, though. Dalvin Cook, as I, as I let in, uh, pay off the tease a little bit. Dalvin Cook, 
has now passed you for uh, third place on the list. So you got Adrian Peterson, Robert Smith, Dalvin Cook, and George Foreman. That's a great company to be in. Uh, I saw you tweet that, you, that you've been watching this kid from the start. Uh, what, what is it about Dalvin Cook that you kind of felt, you know what, like this is a guy if he stays – uh, can be one of the best rushers you know we've had in Minnesota. Probably mine is Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson is going to be a tough beast to crack or a tough egg to crack, I guess you'll say. Uh, but but what what is it about Dalvin Cook that you like the most? I think Dalvin is a game changer. I think Dalvin is escapability. Dalvin's at every down back. He's in there on third down. He can pick up a blitz. He can add so much more to an offense. Now, you know, we talk about the rushing yards and all that stuff, but believe me when I tell you, a great back is an every down back. That's how I, I evaluate. And when I see Dalvin and I see it running, you know, we know how great he is at that. I like to see him incorporated a little bit more in the passing game because they gives him that ability to get out there one-on-one on a linebacker. 95% of the time he's going to win that deal. But the thing that uh, impresses me is he's – He's there every play. And, uh, and that, to me, separates even Dalvin from a lot of other backs. And, now, you know, you look, most people look at backs and they look at their yardage from scrimmage. I look at it deeper than that. So I think Dalvin has a chance. Uh, you know, he's already been in the league for a while. But, you know, durability equals greatness. That's what, what Dalvin could be, you know, um his his script is still being written when you look at dalvin cook he's a guy that probably could have had 1500 yards a season 1600 yards a season if you use him as a feature back like you said every down you're giving him the ball kind of like adrian peterson uh dalvin cook now in this offense and you talked about durability he's made it all the way to week 16 no issues uh, you know, soreness of all, you know, little little nicks and bruises here and there, but nothing like the past where Dalvin Cook would uh, be considered an injury-prone back. So when you think about this system that Kevin O'Connell has put in place, you think about this plan the coaches have put in place where Dalvin goes two series, Alexander Madison goes one, and it doesn't matter. Like, if, even if it's the fourth quarter and they need a big series, if this is Alexander Madison's turn, Alexander Madison is in. The trainers have put this together, the coaches um, – when you think about that, when you know it's a playoff run coming up and you're sacrificing uh, yards, because if you look at those, you know, 15, 20, 30 yards, Alexander Madison's getting those three, four catches he might get. Those could be Dalvin Cooks if they just left him in. Uh, how do you see that? Or, or would you have been uh, uh, would you been uh, agree with that or would you be opposed to that if a coach came in and said, hey, I have a plan uh, to keep you in the long haul because we're a playoff caliber team? Uh, we understand. Uh, I, I would say that this way, you know, when we talk about different eras, you mm. know, in this era, I think that that works well. Uh, you know, uh, you got to remember back when I we we started this thing, the Minnesota Vikings, we called it the purple offense, the runner as receiver. Uh, the, the Jerry Burns created it. I executed it. And so it was a different time. So, like, you know, the way the Vikings are using Dalvin and Alexander uh, I think it works really well simply because, okay, Alexander, had he be in another team, would be the featured back. And that's a plus that you have there. So I think when they take Dalvin out, they put Alexander in, you know, they know what they're going to get, you know, when he's out of there. So, and, and both of them are, you know, every, every, and I, I keep saying is they're every down backs. You know, so that separates to me 
the great ones from the good ones. And we look at your receiving stats, man. I mean, you, you, like you said, you were a receiving back. You know, you had over three thousand yards receiving, uh, over uh, almost six thousand yards rushing. So you were the dual threat back that a lot of backs yeah. today uh, teams are, are clamoring for. If you could put yourself a healthy Chuck Foreman at the age of twenty-five in Kevin O'Connell's offense, how much damage would you do in Kevin O'Connell's oh. offense? Oh, probably. I don't want to sound, you know. Say it. Say Probably it. Don't. I do a lot of damage. Just put it like that. I mean, you got to remember, Ron. In college, I played running back. I played. I played wide receiver. I played corner. I played those every pretty much. Sometimes I played both ways. So, you know, the the, you know, the receiving part. You know, I had a coach that coached at the University of Minnesota by the name of Larry Beckett. Oh, yeah. He was my wide receiver coach at Miami. He developed that part of my game. Then I had a guy named Whitey Campbell. He was a running back coach. And he taught me all about that. And then I had a uh, my defensive back coach. Um, you know, he, I mean, got me ready for that. So the, the ability to do a lot of different things for me coming into the Minnesota Vikings. And mm -hmm. when I was in the draft choice, you know, when I, Jim Finks, who was the general manager at the time, he, when I got into the office of talking, he says, okay, Chuck, uh, where do you want to play? So I chose a running back position, but I could have played the wide receiver or the other ones too. So that makes it, you know, I mean, to have that and to see them uh, say, okay, well, then we can do do both. We can have them run a receiver. And that's how it all, all, all started. So, and then with Dalvin, I think um, – you know, I'd just like to see him use him, use him a little bit more in that passing game. I think that uh, him and Alexander for that, matter, for that matter. But I think they got a, you know, they, they got something there that they can utilize and, and, and make a big change in their offense. That's my opinion. Yeah, because your best year running was 1,155 yards with the Vikings. Your best year receiving, which is crazy for a running back, was almost 700 yards in the air. So if you were in this offense, are you like, do you feel like, that's easy, or you would have had probably eight, you know, you would have been like a Christian McCaffrey with 800 yards receiving, 1,200 yards rushing. Would that, like, would you have been a 2,000-yard all-purpose back? Probably so in this game, you know, in the way the rules have changed. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you, you know, poor defensive backs, they don't have a chance, you know. You blow on a guy, and now it's a flag. So, but, <laughs> yeah, you know, when I played, you know, it was anything goes to the whistle blows when it came to – uh, coverage, you know, they could bump you all the way downfield. They could until the ball was thrown. You come across the middle, you know, they could they could hang you out. I think that the rules have changed for the betterment of the game, no doubt about it. But when you look at the stats, you can't really, you know, you can't compare, you know, to the different eras. Right. I don't think it would be fair because the guys do have a little bit more leeway as far as the things that they can do, and they do it well. And you, you went to the University of Miami. Everybody knows the U. I played with Ray Lewis and Ed Reed, so I'm well-versed in what the U was about. I grew up uh, – no, sorry, I played in a time where Miami had Jeremy Shockey, Sean Taylor, right. Mike Rump, uh, Ed Reed. Uh, I mean, you name it, they had it. Jonathan Vilma, Vince Wilfork, and so Jeremy Shockey. I mean, they were just a team of team of players, of players, all first-round draft picks. It was crazy uh, mm -hmm. to think Santana Moss, uh, Andre Johnson, Reggie Wayne, like all those guys played to you when I played. Yeah. And so 
you look at that era of Miami football and just Miami football as a whole, the Vikings right. now have KJ Osborne. Right. What is it about KJ Osborne and players from the U where, you know, some people like people didn't understand who KJ Osborne was as a rookie. Now right. he's playing up to the greatness of what Miami football players have done all, you know, all of time. Uh, what is it about Miami football uh, that makes it different in that, you know, you see K.J. Osborne now flourishing I, in his offense? I think it's the talent that they have, the, the overall talent that they have on the team. They've had a lot of great players on the team, and especially. And I think the competition level at practice, practice is, is almost like going to a game. Now, they've been on the, you know, kind of so-so here in the last couple of years, but mm -hmm. the talent level is still there. And the competition in practice, and that's what we're getting back to now. That's what made the U great because they had the great players coming in and competing against each other. And KJ Osborne, you know, he came in from Buffalo, University of Buffalo. Now, how he got overlooked like that going to Buffalo, then he came to Miami, uh, yeah. you know, and he's turned out to be an exceptional receiver. And, you know, he's been a great addition to our team. So uh, I, I think. Uh, when you watch our receivers, all of them, you know, their their level of like even when you look at them on the sideline, you see them into the game. I I watched Justin Jefferson last week, last game, and they took the camera and they focused on him when he was on the bench. And hey, let me tell you, he was laser focused. You look at KJ Osborne, you know, those guys, you look at Thielen and he's having a conversation with the coach and he's mm -hmm. You know, you well, you know, as a wide receiver, you better be dialed in if you're going to catch that ball. Because a lot of guys, you know, when they hear those footsteps, you know, that that doesn't work in this game. And you know, right. as well as I do. So I think we got a guy that got a lot of guys out there, especially at our receiver. They're, they're tough and they're talented. And, and let's take, let's go back to uh, 1975. Uh, Chuck Foreman, first round, no, sorry, 1973. Chuck Foreman is the first round draft pick of the Minnesota Vikings, 12th overall. So everybody, you know, that top 15, everybody's excited to get the player in the town. Everybody's excited to see what their newest first round pick can do for the organization. Uh, but you came from Miami and then you were, you were thrust into the snow. Uh, what was that transition like going from Miami and being the first round pick of the Minnesota Vikings? Uh, well, you know, I grew up in Maryland, so we had some snow, okay. especially up in the mountain part, the mountainous part, but, when you get to Miami and you're used to getting up in the morning and it's 80, 90, you know, and then when it gets bad, 100 and some degrees, and then you, you do that for like four years. And then you come uh, to Minnesota and you see that first, that really first tough, cold game, you know, 25 below zero, almost 30 at some time uh, when we were in the playoffs, you know. That was an adjustment because I never, I never experienced playing anything like that. And I saw some guys like you, you see the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, you got DK Metcalf. You got a lot of these guys going out in warm ups. David and Noku, the tight end for the Browns, guys going out to warm ups shirtless because they're trying to prove how tough they are and that cold yeah. is not cold. Uh, when you were in Minnesota, whatever yeah. time you wanted to warm up, sure. I know because I, I know, I know, you know, some of the coaches, if you go all the way back, um, but Grant, you know, you know, we're tough. We're tough. This is like, right. have you ever gone out to warm ups shirtless in Minnesota when it was in the negatives or even like two, three degrees? No, never shirtless. <laughs> but he did uh, when we went out to warm up. We just wore like a, a, a jersey, and you could wear like a, a under undergarment shirt. 
but it can only come down to your elbow. Oh, and wow. then okay. we go out there for that pre-workout thing. And then the, generally when we were in the cold weather uh, and we have warm weather teams, that was kind of like, the, you know, they'd be out there with tons of tons of stuff on, you know, jackets <laughs> on everything to try to get. We were, now we were cold, no question about it. But his <laughs> thing was don't let them know you were cold. You know, that was his, that was his way of doing things. But um, it was all psychological. But when you got, you, you know, you played Minnesota. Oh yeah. When you, you know, you get used to it. You can either worry about it or you go do what you got to do. And most of the time, you know, as we play that game, I don't, we ain't thinking about the cold when those people chasing you. Right. Yeah. Once the game starts, it changed your mindset. I was I was blessed enough to be uh, in the Metrodome, uh, but we did have to play Wisconsin. We did have to travel to some cold schools right. in the uh, you know November months. So yeah, Glenn Mason would take us outside, and we had to feel like it was gonna feel in Wisconsin. So if it was gonna be mm-hmm. ten degrees, we practiced outside, which sucked. You're right. You you are cold, but mentally, once the game starts, you I look right. back on those, and you're like, yeah, I don't remember being cold during the game, but definitely warm ups, definitely post game. You know, you know, maybe timeouts. You kind of start to remember, like, right. oh man, it is cold out here. But yeah, but during the game, you're out there going. Uh, last one, Chuck. Before we jump into the daily three, that's three questions, three minutes each. Sam Mexham is going to join us. Uh, okay. Chuck, when you look at this Minnesota Vikings team and you think mm-hmm. about Kevin O'Connell, the defense hasn't changed much. The mm-hmm. defense is basically right. who they were under Mike Zimmer. Same players, different scheme, four three to three four. Uh, so a little bit different look. Uh, maybe putting Daniel Hunter in, in spots, but when you look at this team, it's pretty much the same. What's changed is Kirk Cousins in big spot moments. He's eleven and zero in one score games. People said he couldn't win the big ones in prime time. He's not beating the Bears twice on prime time Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. So he did that under Mike Zimmer. So he had he already started to trend towards changing. But in the fourth quarter right now, and I'll just throw this out there to you, Kirk Cousins in the third quarter, the last four games. 104 plays, second most. So he's on the field a lot. 5.3 yards per play. That's first. This is just not Kirk. This is the offense for the Vikings. Right. Uh, seven touchdowns. That's first. 28 first downs. That's second. 65 passes. That's third most. And 17 runs. That's third least. So that's Kirk Cousins getting it done. When you look at Kirk Cousins' stats as well in the first quarter, fourth quarter, he's first. 12, his 12 touchdowns are first. His 13 sacks are the third most. So he's not – it's not a clean pocket. He's getting hit, but he's still better than Tom Brady. He's better than Justin Herbert. He's better than Joe Burrow. What do you think the big change in Kirk Cousins is under Kevin O'Connell? Well, um, uh, you know, to be quite honest with you, you know what I mean? Uh, you were talking about, I think, his comfort zone. You know, we all know what his mm-hmm. comfort zone is. I mean, yeah, he's getting hit here and there, but not as often. I think he's in when Kurt has the time to to go through his reads and all that stuff. And, uh, uh, he, he's as good as any quarterback out there, and and fortunately for us this year, even though we've seen him get pressured a few times, but he's in that comfort zone more often, and the way he needs to be. And when he's in that zone like that, um, uh, there's not many better. And so we're lucky to have him, and we're lucky to have that offensive line. As I see it anyway, improving in that area to give him that opportunity to do what he does best. And when he does, he's got some great receivers to complete it. He's, uh, I think he's in a good place. And then last, uh, Super Bowls. 
The Vikings played in four, 70, 74, 75, and 77. So when you think about those Super Bowl games and the teams you were part of, uh, the organization you heard of and you saw them being built and then you were part of it, is this Vikings team currently 12-3, and three, Bears and Packers left? Does this feel like a team that can get to the Super Bowl? Oh, oh Ryan, you can ask me something that I'm not going to answer. Yeah, let me tell you <laughs> why. I am uh, one of those guys that are, you know, I don't like to talk about things like that prior to we getting in there. I will say this, though. I'll say if they continue to play and tighten up that defense, they got a chance to do some good things. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. I'm kind of superstitious, man. Believe me. I mean, big time superstitious. Okay. So All right. Put, I don't want to put a No, I'm not going to even say that word. <laughs> <laughs> not now, anyway. All right. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, folks, we got the daily three coming up. That's me, Chuck, and Sam. That's three questions, three minutes each. And make sure you remember, you can go to Amazon Fire and Roku. You can download the Locked On Sports Minnesota app. That's Locked On Sports Minnesota app on your Amazon Fire TV or your Roku TV. Just go to search, add apps, search Locked On Sports Minnesota. You can download all of our videos, all of our shows, and we have a word from our sponsors. Yes, we do, Ron. Before we get back to Chuck, I'm going to tell you about Built Bar and their wonderful flavors and these revolutionary uh, protein bars that have 100% real chocolate, like 17 grams of protein and 130 calories. Hopefully, you loaded up your stocking with some of those holiday flavors, candy cane brownie puff, uh, white chocolate, granola, uh, just wonderful new Built Bar flavors that you can get 15% off. At built.com, if you use the promo code locked on 15, just go to built.com, get 15% off with the promo code locked on 15. First question for you guys uh, I am curious of all the running backs in the league right now, if you had to choose one back to start for your team in the Super Bowl, who would you choose? A lot of good running backs to choose from. Ron, we'll let you start and then we'll give the rest of the time to Chuck. Uh, so I, like, I, I thought about this question hard and this is tough one. It depends on where the Super Bowl is being played. Like if this is a New York outdoor type of game or something, and you know, cause New York somehow, you know, cheated their way to getting a Super Bowl bid and, and hosting, you know, I got to go with a runner. I got to go with a pure like Derrick Henry type runner. Who's going to, cause you're not going to get a lot of air yards in New York in, in January or February. But if it's like Arizona, if we're indoors in Minneapolis, uh, give me a Dalvin Cook. Give me a Christian McCaffrey, and that's my offense. I want a running back. When I look at today's football and the teams that are doing well, it's teams that have either their second running back as the pass you know, catcher or both backs are because you know that's what the league has gone to. Chuck alluded to it earlier. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a game that you can spread people out. Uh, you know, I look at the Rams, they won a Super Bowl doing it that way, you know, throwing the ball. Uh, you look at the Patriots over time, they've always had a pass catching uh running back. You look at the greatest show on turf with Marshall Falk. That's what I'm looking at. I, I love that. Uh, and so if it's a if it's a current am I choosing yeah, today's league. So yeah, I gotta go with like a Dalvin Cook or Christian McCaffrey. Chuck. You well, know, I'm in agreement with you 100 percent Ron. I'm I'm a multi-purpose back guy and I think they're getting the right exposure this year. It's about time that they do, you know, the pure runner for the most part, 
other than then Henry and maybe one or two other ones. You know, that 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 game uh is kind of you know, I don't want to say it's disappearing, but it's mm-hmm. not often, you know, about uh, that 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 uh, you have a team that's successful in this game today without a multi-purpose back. So I'm going with Dalvin and and uh, you know McCaffrey too. I, I like both of the players. Yeah, All right. can't go wrong with that. All right, I got another one for you, um, Alexander Madison. We touched on him during the interview. I'm curious, both of your thoughts. Will Alexander Madison be a starting back at some point in his career, whether that's with the Vikings or somewhere else? Ron, what do you think? Uh, well, looking at Latavius Murray getting a chance to start, uh, I think yes, because when you look at Alexander Madison, uh, you're seeing a guy, he honestly reminds me a little bit of Chester Taylor. That's going way back. I played with Chester with the Ravens. Chester was the backup to Jamal Lewis. Jamal Lewis rushed <laughs> for 296 yards. Uh, or 295 yards. Sorry, Adrian Peterson at the 296. I still think they need to count those yards again. But 295 yards in the game. I was a part of that game with Jamal Lewis. Uh, and then you look at Jamal. We, we had, uh, what's his name? Eric Dickerson showed up because Jamal was almost going to hit, you know, break his record. And and then Chester Taylor starts to play a little bit third down, you know, passing back, comes to Minnesota, gets paid a little bit to be here in Minnesota. Um, and then Chester goes on. So I, I do feel like Alexander Madison can do that. He's strong enough. He's fast enough. He's athletic enough. Uh, I think some team will do it uh, because you wonder, like, when you look at his production now, even he's getting less production and time on the field than he did before because this was a true running team. Uh, and I got some stats to back it up in the open. We'll go. We'll, we'll, you can go back and look at that. Uh, but this team is a past team. So I think a team that looks like, you know, hey, we do want to run. Like, look at the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders. You know, Josh Jacobs is not going to be there most likely. I can see the Raiders saying, hey, let's, let's check this Alexander Madison kid out. He can pick up the blitz. He can catch. He can run. I think so. Well, <clears throat> here's what I say about Alexander Madison. Alexander Madison with another team would be a featured bay. Now, his only problem is he's playing behind Dalvin Cook. And like you said, he's, he's getting less touches this year. I think um, Alexander will be a featured back and a very productive back in this league. But it's I, I don't think it'll be here. I think he'll be moving on to another team. Um, he's going to get paid, and he's going to get that opportunity to showcase his talent because he can do it all. Free agent after this year. These could be the final games with Alexander Madison in Minnesota. Um, All right, last one in the Daily Three Mm -hmm. is a quarterback question. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, they've had rough seasons. They've struggled at times, but here they are with two weeks left. They could both make the playoffs. Brady could win the NFC South. Rodgers might be able to sneak in as a seven seed. My question to you, which future Hall of Famer would you least like to face in the playoffs, Brady or Rodgers? Start with you, Ron. I'm going Rodgers, no question. I think Tom Brady, he's not running at all if you watch him in these past couple games. Even though they did win, I don't know how they won that game, Uh, but even though they won, uh, you watch Tom Brady, he looks unsure in the pocket at times. He's willing to throw uh, interceptions. Aaron Rodgers too, but Aaron Rodgers can hurt you with his leg. And, And I feel like Tom Brady versus the Vikings, it's going to be more of a Vikings can beat Tom Brady game. Tom Brady's not going to get up in the morning early to beat the Vikings. I feel like Aaron Rodgers, knowing he can knock the Vikings out of the playoffs as a seventh seed and do something that hasn't been done 
I, I just feel like he would love to be a part of that. Like he would love to be the Grinch to this Vikings Christmas because the Vikings so far 12 and three, they still got to play the Packers this week. They got to play the bears. They could finish 15 and three. My, my, my prediction and we're already at it was 12 and five. I said 11 and six or 12 and five. I kind of leaned on 12 and five and people thought I was crazy, but they already got 12 wins. I keep forget. I forgot to bring that up by the way. Uh, I did say 12 and five. I got to go to Vikings.com and find that video and post it. Cause I said 12 and five and people thought I was crazy. Everybody was killing me on Vikings Twitter because the Vikings posted it, of course, and everybody's calling me a homer in it. They won 12 games already, 12 and three. Um, so I, I wouldn't want to face Aaron Rodgers though. Aaron Rodgers is a bad man. He can still run. Uh, he still has weapons. Uh, Christian Watson seems like he's getting it done uh, at this point now. He's finally figured it out. Romeo Dubs, I said he was good when I covered him with FS1 when I did his games for Nevada uh, two years ago. Like, I knew this kid was going to be good. I said it on live TV as the commentator. I said, this Romeo Dubs kid is good. And look, he is good. Um, I just don't. And then that run game. Their run game in, in the playoffs, That's a it's a big, tough physical with Aaron Jones. Like, mm-mm. Give, give me Tom Brady. I, I feel like, you know, what you call already said, uh, Fernet already said he was hurt. So <laughs> let's go with Tom Brady and the Bucks. <laughs> All right. You're saying that the Bucks and Tom Brady, you, you'd rather face them, right? Yep. Than Aaron Rodgers. I'd rather face Green Bay. Oh, okay. Let me tell you, yeah. I'm talking about seven Super Bowl rings. I'm talking about a guy that you watched even a few weeks ago. He takes his team down the field. Surely their half their team is injured. You know, now if you want to incorporate that in it, I would say that that would be the problem because it's not True. the same team that he's been used to having around him. But from what I see, I still see that quick release. Now, last week, I think he had some issues. Um, he's off. But then he's had a lot of other things that I'm sure he's just been on his mind, too. So um, um, I'd rather play Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, seven rings is tough. Seven, that, yeah, that's yeah, the man you know, knows how to win. Saying, Ryan, I know what you're saying, and, <laughs> and, and everything you're saying is correct. But when you say, when you look at them both, you know, and I'm not saying taking anything away from Aaron because he is a guy. He is, a, he is a dude, no question about it. But this guy over here, <laughs> he's got a competitive spirit, and he's got something different. You know, true. And, True. And he can, and I think when when it's on the line, he's the guy I want now. Whether the other guys that he has to depend on that offensive line, I mean, even they had more injuries this year. So, but I mean, this last week, but I don't know. I'm gonna say I'd rather be against uh, Aaron Rodgers this week. Yeah, no, and I think some Vikings fans would love to knock Aaron off too, because it would be fun. And I, and honestly, like after this game on first, so for everybody, have a great New Year's. Don't drink too much because you got to be up to cheer on your Vikings versus the Packers on the first. I can't drink at all because I got to work early in the morning doing the Vikings pregame show. I got to be ready to take your calls on the Vikings postgame fan line. Uh, so I can't drink at all, but, you know, I'm going to have fun with my wife and kids. We're going to watch the ball drop. My daughter just reminded me this is the first year we're going to have, thank, or sorry, New Year's with our kids because normally they are uh, gone with the grandparents. So we are going to, we're going to do this year. Uh, they're old enough, I think, to hang around and, and, and stay out of the way and just be, you know, be kids and be in the house. So yeah, we're, this is going to be our first new year's with our kids. So I'm looking forward to that as well. And I'm going to sleep. As soon as that ball drops, I'm dropping because I'm going to bed to get ready for this Vikings Packers game because the Vikings can go 13 and three or they can lose. And you don't want to lose to the Packers one, because you're giving them hope to be in the playoffs. If the Vikings can beat the Packers, they're out. 
But I want to thank Chuck Foreman for joining me on the Ron Johnson Show, hanging with Ron Johnson in the Daily Three. I want to thank Sam Ekstrom for doing everything he does. My great producer, love you. Thank you. Have a Merry Christmas. Everybody, you've already had it, but also have a Happy New Year. But also remember, people, if you want endless Vikings talk, make sure you subscribe to Locked On Sports Minnesota on YouTube, where you can find all of our videos, all of our shows, instant podcasts after every game, and the Vikings press conferences delivering all the biggest news. Like our videos and leave your comments in the section below. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.